1: Eric Asher, and Inside New Orleans. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth!
0: You talking to me? You talking to
2: me? me.
3: What we've got here is failure to communicate.
2: Stick
4: to the truth That's what you're good at.
0: Good afternoon, New Orleans, and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM NASH Icon on your radio dial, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. Certainly appreciate you checking out the program. Remember, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn tune-in radio app, free download for your smartphone or tablet, our digital platform. Take the show with you anywhere. NASHFM106.1.com and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere anchors our home base, but you got it on your favorite podcasting platform. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. It'll be there. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Our uh, social media platforms, eric at ericasher.com if you want to uh, reach out to me via email. Uh, all right, don't forget, again, this week, n- another edition of the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Looking forward to this. Doug Mouton is back on the program, sports director over at Channel 4 Sports. And uh, he joins us this Thursday, live broadcast at 1 p.m. on WLAE-TV, also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. And then come the rebroadcast. Plenty of ways for you to catch the program. 6 p.m. on Thursday night on LAE, 10 p.m. on The Deuce. That's WLAE-TV 2. 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television every Friday night, 10 o'clock on WLAE-TV, 2 a.m. on The Deuce every Saturday morning, every Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m., on Pelican Sports Television, and as I mentioned, always on all of our social media platforms, also at ericasher.com and the WLATV YouTube page. So again, looking forward to having Doug back on the program, and we'll cover it all on Thursday for sure. Also, um, on today's program, we got a great guest list for you today. I've been looking forward to this show since we put it together. Ross Jackson's coming up in about five minutes uh, from a Locked on Saints podcast. Uh, then we'll we'll, uh, we'll finish out the 4 o'clock hour with Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports. He'll join us at 435. Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com takes a hard look at the Tigers. Uh, that'll happen at 515 this afternoon. And then we'll finish up with Ricardo LeCompte of uh, Channel 4 Sports, WWL-TV Channel 4 Sports. Uh, that'll happen at um this afternoon. So looking forward to having all those guys on the program today. Hope you'll stick around for the entire show. If not, remember the podcast will be available about 20 minutes after our program ends. You can check out all those uh, interviews. Um, at, at your leisure. Again, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you're looking for a company you can trust with your air conditioning system, especially if you're in the market for a new air conditioning system, uh, remember Burkhardt. Ask about their 25% energy reduction guarantee. Ask about, again, uh, financing for, for that uh, uh, for that purchase, again, of a new air conditioning or heating system. And then, uh, again, remember, Burkhart is authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. And then when it comes to service after the sale, again, impeccable. Never cheat you, never gouge you. Fifteen trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. And, yes, doesn't matter what type of system you have at your home or your business, Burkhart is authorized to be able to service it. For a company you can trust, it's Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating, even after our services is uh, available. That's Burkhart, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Interesting uh, find for me today as I'm researching for the program. I Happened to find a old interview with Pistol Pete Maravich, and, and of all people, Bob Krieger. And those of you that have been around for a while, remember remember the late Bob Krieger. His son now, Rob Krieger, is, is one of the Fox is, is at Fox Eight. Uh, I believe he's he's, um, he's one of the morning show anchors now. And uh, Bob, if you know anything about Bob Krieger, he was a uh, He was an an investigative reporter, he was a news reporter, and he was a sports reporter all during his time here in New Orleans on multiple stations. I know he was on Fox 8, when when it was WVUE Channel 8, before Fox, Uh, obviously Channel 4. I'm not sure if he was on Channel 6 or not, uh, but was was he on, Rudy? Okay, and he was also on Channel 6, so he a long career uh, for Bob Krieger uh, here in New Orleans. and. Just happened to be just doing some some research and, and something came up on Pistol Pete and, I, and and I just kept going through it and um, an interview with Pistol Pete Maravich. It was right before the seventy eight season, Pete's last season and the Jazz's last season in New Orleans. It was the it was pre it was the preseason uh, interview at, at camp uh, where he's talking about the um, uh, the Jazz and and the possibility of going to the playoffs for the first time in the history of the uh, organization. Of course, little did we know that, again, Pete would tear his knee against the Buffalo Braves uh, after um, the. uh, uh, That was in the dome uh, when they were making a run for the playoffs. And, of course, after that, it was over. And, of course, it was over for the franchise because they ended up moving to Utah uh, the next year. But it's an interesting um, interview. And. um, you can check that out on my Facebook page if you'd like to be able to go ahead and check that out. But I, again, just that and, and, and Slick Watts. There's another. I didn't get, I didn't post the Slick Watts interview. I'll do that a bit a little bit later. Uh, but it, when, when Slick Watts had been had come had come to New Orleans in 1978. Of course, again went to went to went went to, uh, went, to uh, went to I believe uh, went to Xavier if I'm not mistaken, Xavier, and uh, also uh, came in after again a great career up in Seattle. Uh, I'll try to post that one up late, later, on this, later on this evening. But you can check that on my Facebook page. Uh, Maravich, interviewed by Bob Krieger uh, back then of Channel 4 uh, and uh, talking about the 78 season uh, going into that. Why don't we talk about the 20, 2022 season? Uh, and, of course, that's the New Orleans Saints. And one of the best we have in the city to break it down for us is Ross Jackson, his podcast. Uh, Locked On Saints podcast, as a must listen to. He's also now writing for Saints Wire. I've told you guys this before. The easiest way to get Saints Wire is, again, just uh, um, the next time you see the Saints Wire come up on, on one of your pages or, or seek it out, just, uh, again, click click on that icon. It comes right to my Facebook page. I, mean, I don't even have to look for it. It's there. And uh, some really, really good uh, writers with Saints Wire as well. Uh, he's doing a fantastic job covering the New Orleans Saints. Ross Jackson joins us on the program now. Ross, how are you? Hey, I'm doing
5: doing great. Glad to be here with you, buddy. Always a pleasure,
0: Russell. Let's start off with again, which is I think the and I talked about it yesterday on the program. uh, Really, the 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 big elephant in the room, and that is now knowing, and of course, the thing we all knew would be at least six weeks. They're they're saying six to eight weeks on a suspension for Alvin Kamara. um, And look, let's not fool ourselves here. I, I think the Saints had a little fool's goal last year in thinking that. they could could take those undrafted free agents and they'd find another Marcus Colston, you know, and and possibly, again, be able to give Winston the weapons that he needed to be able to move this club. That just didn't come to fruition with Michael Thomas out. And it looks like we're kind of staring the same thing in the face now this year, but this this time it's the running back position, and it's because of Alvin Kamara's suspension. Six weeks, a half a season, whatever it's going to be, you've got to be able to find a starting caliber running back that, number one, can coexist with Kamara when he comes back, but also can help carry the load while he's gone. Uh, you know, Mark Ingram is in his 12th year. And that's asking a lot. Uh, Ozigbo, Washington, jo- Jones have shown nothing in the NFL in terms of consistency to be able to run the football uh, when, when called upon outside of preseason. And we have no idea who Abram Smith is at this point and won't until we get the pads, until they get the pads on uh, there's been a lot of talk about Kenyon Drake. That was a, a rumor last week uh, that, uh, that, again, he may be on the trading block and the Saints may be looking at him. He's got one year left on his deal. What are, your, what are your thoughts on the running back position, and what are your expectations on what you think the Saints are going to do as they get closer to the camp?
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I think adding another veteran to that room makes a lot of sense, and we see the Saints do that all the time but training camp and, you know, the way that they always get these guys like Mike Gillisley and Shane Vereen and last year Devontae Friedman in the room during training camp. So I think you'll see them continue to look at veterans. We've seen them have now visits with uh, David Johnson, as well as Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle has uh, already signed with the Miami Dolphins, but David Johnson's still on the market. They didn't seem like they were going to get any type of deal done after three days of mini camp. But how much do you really get to learn about a player In just three days. So is there the chance that he's back at some point during training camp for a second look or or something like that? So there's a lot of different ways that this can go. And the other piece to watch is really going to come down the line beyond training camp is going to be the roster cuts that are going to take place during and at the end of the preseason ahead of week one. And so, you know, you look at like a Baltimore Ravens running back room, by the way, or, or, or for instance, that is, you know, stacked in terms of what they have there. And maybe a Justice Hill comes off the market or, or, or hits the market, and then all of a sudden he's somebody that's attainable for you. Maybe a Zach Moss comes out of Buffalo at some point and becomes available as teams look to get assets for tradable players as opposed to just cutting them in order to make that roster, uh, make that roster limit. And so there will be a lot of different options and a lot of different variety of ways the Saints are going to be able to address this. They're clearly not in a panic to get it done at all. Otherwise, you might have seen them, you know, make a deal work with David Johnson or make a deal work with Sony Michelle If you passed the physical, I know was a bit of a question mark and things like that. So, I mean, outside of that, when it comes down to what this team is looking at, they're clearly pretty comfortable with the players that they have in the room when it comes to running back, which I think in this case makes sense considering you have a veteran like Mark Ingram, who will probably play you know, at most like 40% of the snaps in Alvin Kamara's stead, and then you need to pick up 60% of snaps with maybe another two uh, another two running backs. And so I think that if the things need to go the committee approach to replace Alvin Kamara as opposed to the veteran approach to replace Alvin Kamara in the committee, they're completely comfortable doing that. But I do think that you know, you'll see them take a look at a bunch of veterans and everything during training camp. There doesn't seem to be a rush here to get it done.
0: Doesn't seem like there's a lot of uh, choices out there on free agency right now that are left, you know, after, at this point. I, I, I do agree. As we get into training camp, you're going to see obviously some teams that have an overflow that will be cutting them. You also have some teams that are going to going to have some injuries, so you have some competition mm-hmm. for those players as well if you hold off and wait for these cuts. It'll be interesting to see, again, how the Saints approach that. And also, again, look um, – what Kamara meant to the offense, not just in the running game, but also in the passing game, also as a decoy. I mean, you can talk about, all, you know, all of that. Uh, and, and, again, I agree that I think it will be, it will be uh, running back by committee no matter who it is. Uh, mm-hmm. But, again, they just – they seem to be taking their time instead of, again, moving forward, you know, with the realization that he's not going to be around for at least six games.
5: Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, look, they, they have the relationships with some of the players that are on the market right now, like Latavius Murray, which that relationship, we'll see what it looks like after they moved on from a year 32 ago.
0: 32 now, right? Uh, but, I think yeah. 32 years old? Mm-hmm. And
5: yeah. then you have uh, Devontae Freeman as well, who's out there, who they had in camp last year, so... There are still some players out there that they have an existing relationship with that can come in and be the committee. The fact of the matter is that, and and this goes to kind of what you just mentioned with the committee approach to replace Alvin Kamara, is that you're not going to try to look for somebody that's going to replace Alvin Kamara's production one-to-one, right? You're looking at somebody that's going to be able to come in and operate in the orchestration of a Uh, committee that's going to be able to be usable on offense and that she'll be able to game plan with you know three running backs deep you're not going to necessarily look for somebody that completely copies alvin Kamara's uh skill set instead you're going to be looking for somebody as you mentioned that would be you know uh, another running back that you can lean on that maybe has some fresher legs than than your top running back right now but that can also complement alvin Kamara at a later time. So there will be those players that will become available throughout camp. There are those players that are still available on the market right now. You just have to, you know, kind of wait and see where the Saints go with that, what conversations they've already had that we don't know about, things like that, who they're expecting to be in training camp. So I imagine that they'll get a good look at some of these players, and they'll likely want to look at them before they sign a contract with them. But we'll see if things accelerate if we learn more about the Alvin Kamara case as we've learned over the course of the past week, and maybe that pushes the Saints be a little bit more proactive in it but their patient approach isn't one that surprises me considering that that's what they've had so far this entire offseason
0: yeah they they, they have a, last year they were a little too patient with the wide receiver mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> just a bit just a bit uh, ross jackson locked on saints podcast also saints wire is our guest um a lot a lot of a lot of scuttlebutt about Jameis winston they put out a workout video um uh, obviously, Mickey Loomis feels very, very comfortable. He's going to be ready for training camp, and then, of course, for the for the regular season. Uh, your, your thoughts on on the um, on the on where Jameis Winston is now, and um you anticipate him being ready for training camp?
5: Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable where he is right now, and and I think it's reasonable to expect him to be ready for training camp. Those veterans report for camp on the twenty sixth of July, so. We're about a month out from there at this point he's already participated in mandatory mini camps he participated in oTAs which was a big surprise to a lot of people and yes, he had a limp but really the biggest uh surprise there really the biggest story there is that he was available and part- not just present but also participating so I think it's completely reasonable to uh, you know to to anticipate the um Dennis Allen timeline, to be correct, that they do expect that he'll be there for camp. And, you know, like Jameis has already said, too, that if you needed him to throw on some pads and go out there right now, that he'd be able to do it. I don't know that you want to rush that. he passes kind at the most important position on the field. But but I do think it looks like he's going to be ready to go. Um, And, you know, he's already started to build some of the communication with, you know, the new faces that he's throwing to everybody from, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, to getting some work in during mini camps with Alvin Cabrera as well as the other backs on the field. And then eventually, hopefully during training camp with Michael Thomas, at some point he'll be able to get a lot more work in with Michael Thomas during, uh, during camp as well. I think Thomas is more likely to have a little bit more of the ramp up and not be full go at the very beginning of camp, but kind of get folded in throughout camp than Jameis Winston is. I think Jameis maybe has a little bit more of an opportunity to just be out there and be full go from day one but ultimately you know we'll see what goes on and how these guys uh continue to progress over the course of the next month they get a little bit of uh i hesitate to call it a rest because none of these right. guys are resting they're all preparing for the season uh whether it's in training camp or not but certainly some time away from the facility uh before they all return and uh for, for training camp so it'll allow him to focus a little bit more on his rehab process getting through the medical process and being ready for camp in july
0: it is interesting how long it has taken Michael Thomas to rehab uh, that injury.
5: Yeah, I think so, but I think that the the big piece of it is is the timeline when it's broken down not just by the injury but by the multiple surgeries. I think that right. that really helps to sort of put things in perspective because you had the injury when you know early on in that two thousand and twenty season, and then he you know fought through the season to be a part of that, and, you know went on IR the last three weeks of the season, was ready for the playoffs. But then he didn't really have the surgery until basically this time last year, and then there were complications right. with that surgery right that ended up you know being a thing to where if there would have been complications with the surgery when he was supposed to have it earlier on in the season, then maybe that would have backed him up, and he would have been available after going on the physically unable to perform less in the latter half of the season last year so considering that you know there was a surgery, there was a the complication, there was cleanup, there were all of these other things that were a part of it. It, you kind of have to look at the entire process as opposed to just building the timeline off of the, uh, the, the injury in order to really understand why it is that Michael Thomas is where he is right now. But the fact that he even is where he is right now and that he's getting the work in with the facility and he's get, or getting the work in at the facility, he's following the team's medical plan and rehabilitation plan. That is a big-time piece of progress from what we saw last season where the two were hardly communicating throughout the offseason.
0: Ross Jackson with us. Uh, Ross, um, let's talk a bit about DeMario Davis, signs an extension, uh, kind of gave a message to the organization after sitting out OTAs uh, that he wanted something done. Uh, a lot of that money, from what we understand, will be going into his school that, 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 he, that he's, um, he's building here mm-hmm. in, in New Orleans. Um, uh, with that said, uh, it was much deserved and, and needed. Uh, your thoughts on the extension, and, and of course, um, then, then I want to get into a couple other players who are out there.
5: Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, Demario Davis is the most important player in your defense, maybe even the most important player on your team outside of the positional value of your quarterback. And uh, I think, you know, when you heard, you know, we kind of heard that Demario Davis, C.J. Garner-Johnson, Deontay Hardy, those guys were all looking for those contract extensions and may sit out of mandatory minicamp or things like that. That. You know, you you assume that the contract extension that was going to get done first was going to be the veteran leader of your team, the veteran leader of your defense into Mario Davis. So I think the Saints were smart to get that contract extension done first. doesn't really have a lot of impact on 2022 because they had already restructured his contract earlier on the season to help get below the salary cap. But now his contract has some more guaranteed money in it next year. There's some incentives throughout the next three years, and he has a brand new year. In terms of actual contract details mm-hmm. in 2024, that could get up to $14 million, $10 million in base salary, $2 million of incentives, and he has some bonuses in there as well. And so I of think that's was... you know, getting oh,
0: – No, no, go ahead, please.
5: Yeah, just getting that contract done is, is, is a really good step forward for the team and in investing in a really, really important staple uh, for their identity, first of all, as a defensive team that's yes. looking to maybe be more productive on offense this year than they were last year, of course, but still a defensively-minded team. And it shows you, too, that giving to Davis Davis' contract going into and through 2024 that they expect to be a team that's competing for the next few seasons. And you can kind of factor in Tom Brady's eventual retirement into that timeline as well, mm-hmm. because at that point, who else is really in the NFC South? That's going to really challenge New Orleans things, if they can keep the band together. And so far, with the types of contracts you've seen from Marcus May, for Tyron Matthew, for uh, for uh, De- uh, Demario Davis, now with this extension, they intend to be, you know, a, a, again holding those pieces together to be a competitive team in the future. When the con- when the not only conference is as open as it is this year, but when the division opens up even more in the future. Yes,
0: um, I don't want to. It's almost like I don't want to call it concerns, but. If there are what positions um, do you think they maybe still need to upgrade? Obviously, we talked about running back, mm-hmm. and then what positions do you think are the strength of this team right now as they're going into training camp?
5: Yeah, I think uh, running back is, the, is probably the biggest kind of question mark right now just because of the, uh, the, the sort of extenuating circumstance around Alvin Kamara. I think tight end is a spot that could use you know, some attention over time, whether it's by bringing in another veteran or just simply the fact that you're just waiting to see who rises to the top in that group. Um interior defensive line is one that we've been keeping an eye out on for a while and maybe some depth at linebacker, but they're really, really confident in the, the the young depth that they have there. So we'll see how that all pans out. But I think that the strengths on this team, and it's so funny because at the beginning of the offseason, they were maybe the the, the the spots that had perhaps the most uh, question marks, and those were the defensive backfield and then the wide receivers. And now that both of those units look like the strength of your offense and the strength of your defense. You look at the wide receiver core and the way that it's completely transformed now with the expected return of Michael Thomas, the addition and free agency of Jarvis Landry, drafting Chris Olave, and then now you have three guys that were starters all season, got valuable experience last season that are now, you know, your wide receivers four through six at this point, and guys like Deontay Hardy and Marquez Calloway, and of course, Drayvon Smith. So we'll see how the bottom of that depth chart pans out at that position. But the Saints are in a really, really good place there with having revitalized and revamp that wide receiver room. Over in the defensive backfield, the biggest concerns were losing Mar- Marcus Williams, and then you compounded that a little bit with the retirement of Malcolm Jenkins. But returning a guy like Marcus May, who had the hot, you know, he he was just above Marcus Williams, who was number two. Marcus May was number one in forced incompletion percentage since 2017, that metric. And so that's a really, really good replacement for a guy like Marcus Williams, but also has the ability to do a little bit extra Thanks to what he was asked to do in Robert Sala's New York Jets defense when Robert Sala took over as the head coach and kind of moved him into a little bit more of a box safety role. So he has versatility. Tyron Matthew comes in as the definition of versatility at the position. You add Alante Taylor to bring some more competition to your secondary. For now, Bradley Roby, you know, you give the extension to he's still in New Orleans as well. So there's a lot of competition. There's very strong players that are already there in uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Peyton, oh, excuse me, Paulson, Adebo, and CJ Gardner Johnson. I think all of a sudden the defensive backfield, which was an early question mark, is now probably your strongest unit on defense.
0: Ross, always a pleasure, my friend. Look forward to our conversation each and every week. Uh, training camp about a month away, and of course, as we get a little bit closer again, uh, we'll be talking more about, again, uh, You know, what's the expectations for this team. Uh, with that said, what do you have coming up for us on Saints Wire, and what's, what's going on with the podcast? Maybe tease that a bit. And then, of course, how folks can follow you on social media, and how they can find both.
5: Yeah, of course. We have some good stuff coming up over on the podcast tomorrow. Uh, well, today we did a Whole breakdown of run pass ratio going into 2022, and if passing volume is the only way to produce in terms of yardage production, and New Orleans have actually been a pretty good example of that. that's not the case. You don't need one for the other, as you can still produce even without high volume in the passing game. So we broke that down, and then today we're going to expand that conversation over a little bit further to the wide receiver room, and maybe another uh, another young local guy, in Dejon Jones, uh, Dejon Dixon, excuse me, out of Nichols who might be able to you know, be a guy to watch during camp and could be somebody that rises uh, into at least a pretty prominent uh, practice squad elevation role. So we'll break him down as well as the rest of the wide receiver room and what that all means, define a little bit of what to expect throughout camp. I'll be out there for camp, so we'll be bringing uh, you know, daily camp notes and observations mm-hmm. uh, once we get around that, both over on Saints Wire as well as on Locked on Saints. So that's going to be a very fun month of July when we circle around to that as well. And you can find all that work every day, Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube for the Locked on Saints podcast. You can find Saints Wire at and You can find all of it uh, over on my Twitter page at Ross Jackson, Nola, N-O-L-A.
0: Thank you, my friend. Have a wonderful Fourth of July holiday, and we'll talk next week.
5: Right back at you. You stay safe. I'll talk to you here soon.
0: All right, that's Ross Jackson. Again, great, great podcast, especially, again, now that with the the, the downtime of the Saints. He's getting into a bunch of different things that, again, I think are very, very interesting. So give him a try. Again, again, Locked on Saints podcast uh, with Ross Jackson. All right, uh, don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire, Hickory Airline. I met a lot of folks getting ready to hit the road for the July 4th weekend. Whether you're going on a long trip or maybe you just, you know, heading, heading down to the Gulf Coast, makes no difference. You want to make sure that, again, your vehicle is in great operating order. Uh, again, first of all, you want to make sure that, you know, your tires are, 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 are up to the trip. So, again, bring it on over to Southern Tire. Largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. When you talk about again um, something for everyone's budget, again that's that's not just a, a line. Literally something for everyone's budget. Uh, they have the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, and uh, never going to try to hard sell you either. Again, what you want for your for your vehicle, what you can afford is what, just what again they uh, they'll have there for you. Now look, wheels and tires at the 30 inches, and also financing available you can finance it over time then when it comes to keeping that car on the road keeping that vehicle on the road make sure again use southern tire they're they're, again technicians are asc certified same as the dealership and the diagnostic equipment is the same as the dealership and i'll tell you right now i've said it before i think they have more modern equipment than dealership uh, the Piazza family has invested in a lot of this modern equipment. Again, because of the of, of the, uh, the 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 way the new uh, uh, vehicles uh, have to be again uh, uh, repaired, so uh, they've got it all for you over at Southern Tire. Uh, also, if you got damaged rims, they can take care of those for you as well. Make them make them good as new. Don't toss them away. Bring them over to Southern Tire. Southern Tire, Hickory & Airline in Metairie, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com, check out all the services they provide for their customers, but also that diagnostic page where you can troubleshoot something. what's wrong with your vehicle before you bring it over to Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, I've said it before, again, you don't stay in business this long, okay, since 1972 in this town. Unless you're doing something right. The Piazza family have have your back when it comes to your vehicle. It's Southern Tire Airline in Metairie. We'll be right back with Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports. New
1: Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at Nash FM 1061.com. Country for life 1061, Nash icon.
0: This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples is a one-stop shipping solution for small business with packing and shipping supplies and services. Right now, get 20% off UPS Express shipping services. Offer n 72 Visit staplesconnect.com services shipping for details. If you need to ship, ship at Staples, the working and learning store.
3: 10 Westbound, your delays are steady from Orleans to Canal, and the delays pick back up on 10 Westbound from Bonnable to Power. In the meantime, delays are going to be steady if you're traveling on the eastbound side of the Crescent City Connection from just before Chapatoulas to the Camp Street exit. Look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And delays pick back up on the westbound side Along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Also look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling on ten eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the High Rise. And if you're traveling along the six ten on the eastbound side, delays are solid from Elysian Fields to the Ten Six Ten merge. And also look out for Fender Bender Chapatulas at Jefferson Avenue. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center.
1: Life throws you uh-ohs. Just
6: save. Better get Mako. And visit the paint and auto body experts at Mako today.
0: Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I want to thank Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast, Saints Wire, for joining us on the program. We now turn our attention to um, the New Orleans Pelicans. Join us on the program is Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports. First time we've had a chance to talk to Fletch since the draft. And, um, Fletch, welcome to the show. Eric, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Always good to have you, my friend. And uh, I'm excited about this draft. I mean, I think, again, that they maximized each one of their picks. Um, And I'd like to start with Dyson Daniels and your thoughts about the uh, 19-year-old Aussie.
6: Sure. And I'll start by saying overall, my thoughts, and I say this about the NFL draft, I say this about the NBA draft, I am not one of these people that gets ridiculously high or horribly low. I understand. Look, I read a lot of mock drafts. I do mock drafts. I, I love talking about the draft and the what could be. It's a great thing about sports um, is, is the, the great unknown and looking at team building and how pieces fit. So I am not someone, and I've told you this before on your show, about the NFL draft. You know, every year, every team in the NFL thinks they drafted multiple Pro Football Hall of Fame winners. In the NBA, it's no different. Everybody thinks they drafted the next Draymond Green in the second round, that they drafted the next all-star in in the lottery. So I I think there's always, you know, that that factor of, hey, we did great. Even if some people don't love your draft, it, it doesn't mean anything. That being said, to answer your question, I, I like the Pelicans draft. I think that doing enough research on Dyson Daniels, he seemed to be their guy. I asked Trajan Langdon the question, was he their guy? And he said, no doubt about it, that when the Portland Trail Blazers took Shaden Sharp at seven and Daniels fell to them, he said the room erupted because that's who they wanted a, a six foot, seven inch guy who can play three positions, who can defend multiple positions, who. Just listening to his interview with the media seems mature and polished well beyond his years, so i I, I like Dyson Daniels uh, again i don 't know how many minutes he 'll get is is a rookie, but I think the fact that he played in the g league, which is the nba 's minor league last year it it shows he 's got some pro experience, and I think that um, at some point, be it early or late in the season. I think you'll see him crack the rotation and play significant minutes for this team.
0: Uh, supposedly an, an excellent passer, facilitator, a very strong defender. Uh, what six foot eight? Got a six eleven wingspan, um, and to to me reminds me a lot just on on the videos that I've seen a lot of Lonzo Ball, um, and and you look at that down, and then you look at the roster. Um, what do you think that that means now when you look at that when you look at that guard position? Uh, in, in terms of you know, you know players that now may be on the bubble, like maybe uh, you know a Kyra Lewis, who they spent their first round pick on just a couple of years ago.
6: So I look at the Pelicans roster as a whole and say they're one player too heavy right now because I don't think they thought EJ Liddell was going to fall to them in the second round. Nobody thought he was going to fall. I mean, he was a projected late first, very early second round guy i mean most mock drafts had him going between 20 and 35 nobody really outside of 35 and a lot of mock drafts had him going between 25 and 30 in the first round so when he was there at 41 that that puts the assuming he's going to make the team which i think is a safe assumption that's putting the pelicans at 16 players right now you can't have that i mean you got to have 15 guys on your roster and so um, so I think there's still some maneuvering on this team, and you mentioned Dyson Daniels as a guard. I, I think you certainly start looking at Devontae Graham, and not that Devontae Graham isn't a good player, and not mm-hmm. that he can't provide this team what it needs, which is more three-point shooting, but last year when they signed Devontae Graham and acquired him, it was they were going all in on point Zion, and they needed to, to put shooters around him, and Devontae Graham is a really good catch-and-shoot three-point guy. Well, when Zion gets hurt and misses the whole season, Devontae Graham was thrust into a lead playmaking role, and that really wasn't – that's not his forte. And, and so now that you've got C.J. McCollum in that lead playmaker role, and you know that Brandon Ingram is a playmaker and a guy who's going to have to get the ball and a scorer, and then obviously Herb Jones and Zion are going to play the forward positions and Jonas. You look at and say Jose Alvarado is a a little, you know, defensive pest in the backcourt. It's just kind of hard to see where Devontae Graham's minutes come from, especially now that you've added a guy like Dyson Daniels. Um, So, and and Dyson Daniels would probably fit perfectly off the bench with a guy like Trey Murphy, who I think Mm -hmm. is going to be the sixth man and and is going to be kind of that shooter off the bench, so to say. Um, So I I would look at, I don't know if I look at Kyler Lewis, just because he's still young and he's still coming off an injury. I, I think that I think that they like Kyra, and and also too, he's he's young and he's coming off an injury. You don't know, you don't want to just give him away. So I just right. think that Devontae Graham, plus Devontae Graham's salary in the NBA makes him a more tradable asset because yep. he can be packaged with someone to bring you back a veteran player in return. Um, so like Kelly Olynyk say in Detroit, that's a, a big man who can space the floor, who may fit better with. Zion with Larry Nance, with Jackson Hayes if he's here, um, with Herb Jones in the front court, a guy who can space the floor more than another undersized guard. Like, you can't play, or it would be hard to play C.J. McCollum and Devonte together. You're just going to get trucked defensively. And then if you play Jose Alvarado with him, you could maybe justify it, but they're both so small, the teams are going to hunt mismatches on those little guys nonstop. And, and then same thing with Kyra Lewis, but I think Kyra right now is is just more off the table because of the injury in, in his youth and the unknown. So I would say that Dyson Daniels' minutes more than likely are are going to go come from Devonte if and when he is moved. Which I I would say the three leading guys to be moved on this roster are Devonte Graham one, Garrett Temple two. Although I don't know how you move him, you're going to have to probably give mm-hmm. somebody a small asset to take him and uh and then jackson hayes after that because he's in, he's another one in a precarious situation there were moments where you see the potential and he's only 21 years old but with zion williamson coming back he's going to play 35 minutes a night in the front court and larry nance is a guy who can play all three front court positions and is going to get his minutes is that kind of veteran glue front court guy trey murphy's going to get minutes It's just, what is Jackson's role? So I would look at those three players. I think both of these rookies are going to have at least at some point rotational minutes, and the three guys that I just mentioned are going to be the guys departing this roster at some point this summer, or two of the three,
0: if not all three. Interesting, you brought up Olenek. I've noticed that you've been you've been uh, tweeting about him a, a lot lately. The the contracts kind of match up with him and Deonta and, and Devontae Graham if they want to want to move off of Graham. Uh, in, in, the, in in that in that case, I'm sure that like you mentioned, they're going to probably want to get move move Garrett Temple as well to try to open up some cap space there. Um, do you anticipate a two or three team deal if that was to happen? Do you know if the if the Pels even have an interest in Olenek? So
6: I'll say this. I think they have an interest from what people have told me in a stretch big. I think they know they need more shooting. Everybody needs more shooting, but the Pelicans shooting numbers last year for three-pointers were not very good. They were in the bottom five across the board. So, look, I think C.J. McCollum is a very accomplished shooter. Brandon Ingram is a three-level scorer, but does most of his damage in the mid-range game. Jonas can shoot threes, but he's not necessarily a stretch big. Zion hasn't showed us anything as far as a shot goes. Um, I mean, he's a wrecking ball at the rim, and it's historic at the rim. Um, that's why I think Graham has some worth, but it's just hard to see where he plays in this rotation. So I think, I think they can justify, you know, you certainly look at C.J. playing 30 minutes a night, B.I. playing 30, 35 minutes a night. Trey Murphy is a shooter. I'd say he's going to play 20 to 25 minutes a night. Jose Alvarado can shoot enough to keep teams honest. So then I look and say, okay, what do they need in the front court to to help clear the way for Zion? Jonas can stretch the floor a little bit and keep teams honest for Zion. So Jonas and Zion starting is a nice compliment. But how do you play Larry Nance and Zion? How do you play Jackson and Zion? You know, so those are the things, especially if Herb Jones is out there, who's a total non-shooter as a three-point shooter. So that's why I look and say I think they need – a stretch big in the front court, be it Kelly O'Linic, Bobby Portis is a guy I would love, but I don't think anybody's going to be able to get him out of Milwaukee. I mean, Isaiah Hartenstein maybe fits that role, but I would say a front court player who can shoot the ball and help space the floor that you can put out there with Larry Nance or with Zion or with Herb Jones, you know, to to make sure things aren't so clogged up for them in the paint.
0: We jumped over, over E.J. Liddell a bit, um, who, again, I, I agree with you. I don't think anybody thought he would be there at 41. And I, I don't know if they, if they, can, if they really want to make him a two-way player at this point. I mean, they always always can send him down if they need to to, uh, to Birmingham. Uh, but I expect that, again, he's going to get every chance to be able to make the, uh, the, the team, make the opening day roster. W- w- how do you feel about it?
6: Sure. I, look, I, I think that the expectation is going to be through the roof because there's parallels to Herb Jones there. Uh, an accomplished college player who, who did a great job for Ohio State with the heart and soul of that team. That sounds a lot like Herb Jones, the heart and soul of an Alabama team that made a deep run in the NCAA tournament. Um, a, a guy who gets it done defensively. I mean, a big guy. Uh, Trajan Langdon mentioned that at his press conference. I mean, this guy is like 240 pounds. and had two and a half blocks per game. So he can move for a big man. Um, Again, he reminds me a lot of maybe a bigger version of Herb Jones. But I can see him, you know, finding some rotational minutes. We haven't even mentioned Najee Marshall. I don't even know if he has a role on this team. But even if you're not a rotation guy, I could see EJ Liddell being with this team, getting some games in Birmingham. You know, remember last year, they sent Jackson and Trey Murphy down to Birmingham and Jose Alvarado Uh a few times. And, and to make sure they got some minutes early in the season when Willie was still playing a lot of the veterans, um, like Satoransky and like Garrett Temple. And then those guys started to earn more minutes and, and they started to play more. I, I could see EJ Liddell being on this team, but being that 12th, 13th, 14th guy and, and going down to Birmingham if he can't crack the rotation. But I see him making this roster and, uh, and them kind of tweaking some of the guys that don't fit. Um, Be it, you know, Garrett Temple and and Devontae Graham. And maybe, see, I like Jackson Hayes. I'm a Jackson Hayes guy. I still buy the upside of Jackson Hayes. But I do understand that, like, if you could package if Because I think Kelly Olenek has more worth than just Devontae Graham. Even though I think Devontae Graham would be nice on a rebuilding team in Detroit with a lot of young players. I I think that it may take, you know, I, I think that that's maybe an overpay at that point. But I don't know if, I don't know if Devontae Graham is enough for Kelly Olinick, but I think that Devontae Graham and Jackson Hayes may be too much. So I'm just curious to see what moves they make going forward. There's not going to be many moves. I mean, I think the starters are set. I think the top reserves are set. We're talking about tweaking, you know, the back half of the roster here, which is something this team hasn't been in, in, in a position to do in a long time.
0: How about Carlo uh, Mat- Matkovic, uh, the uh, the the Croatian that they're going to stash um, in uh, in Europe?
6: I mean, look, here's the thing: I watched video of him on YouTube. I can't I can't say I I've, I've watched a lot of the Adriatic League or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> and I, I know some from some videos. He seems like a a bouncy big man who's like 20 years old. And and Trajan Langdon said that he's going to come and play in the Summer League, and then he's going to remain overseas for at least a year or two. Look, they did that with Didi Luzada. In 2019, they drafted him. They had four picks, three in the first round. Zion, Jackson Hayes, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And they drafted Didi Luzada out of Brazil, and they stashed him over in Australia for two years. He came over, and look, he's in the NBA now, and he's still only like 22 years old. I think this guy will follow a similar path. That he's definitely going to spend one more year overseas, maybe two, and uh, and 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 then see what you get. And maybe it's somebody that can develop overseas, and then you can bring over and potentially be a, a rotational type big man for you down the road.
0: Fletcher, I always appreciate the time. Um, tell us a little bit about what you guys got coming up for us on Channel Six Sports. How they can follow you on social media, and also again check out your uh, your blogs and your and your uh, your drafts, etc.
6: Yep, uh, Twitter is my social of go-to, at Fletcher WDSU. It's the dog days of summer, Eric, but we'll be talking a lot about Pelican Summer oh, yeah. League, get, getting ready for Saints training camp, which is about a month away, and, uh, and any off-season baseball moves for LSU and some of these teams.
0: No doubt. Thanks for your time. Have a great Fourth of July weekend. All right, Eric, thank you. Fletcher Mackle, Channel 6 Sports, again, uh, doing a great job for Channel 6. All right, um, uh, don't forget about Burkhardt. If you're in the market for a generator, what want you to think about Burkhardt. Again, look, I know you think AC. Generator sales and service, that's their business. Matter of fact, again, Jason Burkhardt has taken over the the, uh, the 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 entire department, again, when it comes to uh, generators. He's the guy that will come out to your home or your business, sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of generator, because there's so many different options for you. Uh, and then once you guys come to an agreement, put you on the calendar for a single-day install. Hey, you can finance it over time with low monthly notes, the new install quad. Check something they do with uh, with everything they install for you over at Burkhart. Again, it's part of their customer service pledge. And then when it comes to service after the sale, impeccable. 24/7, 365 emergency service. All the parts you need for your generator stocked over in the warehouse uh, at Burkhart in Mandeville. And then of course the expertise. Of getting you back up and running. Also, the expertise of uh, installing that in the right position where it needs to be. So again, that you're not uh, subjecting your your uh, your family to co- carbon monoxide, monoxide poisoning or any problems that you can have with a generator. We saw so many problems with generator companies or so-called generator companies that then again didn't know where to install the generators. Uh, there was a huge news stories on that after Ida. You would never see Burkhardt involved in that because Burkhardt, again, only installs a generator where, again, it's safe for, for it to operate so that your family is safe. And that, and that, that even goes for, again, some of homeowners who have been upset with them because they wanted it in a certain spot and it just couldn't go there because, again, the, Burkhardt knew best. You want experts when it comes to generating sales and service? It's Burkhardt, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Burkhardt Air Conditioning Heating generating sales and service, acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Eric Ashby with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in town. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not
7: nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You gotta get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we
0: never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you're unbelievable. You know, you gotta admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? Uh, I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol.
4: Zydeco Harley-Davidson, located in Houma, Louisiana, has the largest selection of trikes in Louisiana. New and pre-owned, beautiful tri-glides and freewheelers are available right now. Zydeco Harley-Davidson is Louisiana's newest Harley dealership in the state. Hello? located in Houma and is 100% Louisiana-owned and operated. Zydeco Harley is offering Warranty Forever. That's right, Warranty Forever is a powertrain warranty that covers all the internally lubricated parts for as long as you own the motorcycle and is available on any new or used Harley-Davidson 2017 model or newer. And of course, you'll have to do all the manufacturer's required maintenance and services at the right intervals to keep the coverage in force. Zydeco's state-of-the-art service center is available to take care of all those maintenance needs as well as style and performance upgrades. Zydeco Harley and Houma takes trades on anything with the then cars, motorcycles, boats, trailers, practically anything we don't have to feed, you can trade it in on the Zydeco Harley-Davidson of your dreams. Follow us on Facebook and online at ZydecoHD.com. Take the easy ride down the bayou. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Houma, Louisiana.
0: Demand different. Demand Deli de Imagine this. You've been hurt in a car crash, but the insurance company only offers you pennies on the dollar for what you need for your injuries. You realize you should have called a lawyer, but how can you afford one now? At Dudley DeBosier, that call is free, and we are the only law firm in the state with the no-fee guarantee. That means you pay us nothing, no fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA-22-13578. All right, welcome back. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Thanks so much for being there. I want to thank Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast, also uh, Saints Wire, uh, and uh, Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports, WDSU, here in New Orleans uh, for joining us on the program. If you missed any of um, either of those interviews, uh, the podcast will be up about 20 minutes after the program ends. You can go ahead and listen to that uh, at your leisure. Also, to, uh, coming up in the second hour, Uh, We're going to be joined by Mike Scarborough of TigerBate.com. So much happening with the LSU baseball team right now. Uh, Just uh, Jay Johnson just restocking the roster and the coaching staff. We'll get the skinny on that. Also, we'll talk a little recruiting with him. And then Ricardo LeCamp, again, uh, sports reporter for Channel 4 WWL-TV, will join us at 535. Uh, He had a great interview uh, with uh, Ronald Curry, uh, the um, passing coordinator and quarterback coach for the New Orleans Saints uh, during minicamp. And we'll talk to him a little bit about that, his thoughts on the Saints and also the Pels, all coming up here on Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Remember, speaking of Channel 4, Doug Mouton joins us on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Make sure you check that out. And uh, as always, thanks so much for listening to the program. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you till 6. We'll be right back after these messages.
3: I'm a bitch, I do what best for my tribe.
6: Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBocher Studios.
0: You no, know, Mike, did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, Bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on,
8: man. You know that
0: ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh man. And why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton. For punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, hot, hot. Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Welcome back. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Eric Asher with you each and every weekday, 4 to 6. iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital uh, platforms. Uh, Again, free download for your smartphone or tablet. Allows you to take the show with you anywhere. NashFM1061.com, EricAsher.com, and, of course, that's on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere, anchors our home base. We're on your favorite podcasting platform. Don't forget about our social media platforms at Eric underscore, Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show. We'd love you to give us a follow. Also, again, this week on the award winning Inside New Orleans Sports, we're joined by Doug Mouton of uh, WWL Channel 4 Sports. He's the sports director over there. That's this Thursday, 1 p.m. live broadcast on LAE, also live streaming on the WLA TV YouTube page. Uh, a rebroadcast at 6 p.m. on LEE every Thursday night, 10 o'clock on the Deuce. That's WLATV2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock LEE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always on our social media platforms, always at ericasher.com. Also, the WLATV YouTube page. Looking forward to having Doug back on the show uh, this week. We're just a few minutes away from Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. Uh, he'll give us an update on what's happened with LSU. And then Ricardo LeCamp of uh, WWL-TV Sports will join us at 535. And uh, we'll talk to him about what's happening with the um, with the Saints. He had a real good interview, as I mentioned, with uh, Ronald Curry. I mentioned that as we finished the first hour. Also, um, we'll talk some PELS with him, uh, maybe a little bit about what happened with the College World Series. We'll see how, how the, uh, how the uh, segment flows. Um, Really, just sad, sad news in the city yesterday again. Uh, and this one's on, on video for everyone to see. Uh, you know, I've been very, very frustrated, as everybody knows, with the mayor for a long, long time. It's not just this mayor. It's been the it's been, it's been a multitude of mayors, the last three mayors for sure, uh, that at a time when we needed true leadership in this town, uh, in the aftermath of the largest man-made disaster in the history of this country, a.k.a. the failure of the federal levy system uh, in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. Um, and yet we got stuck with Nagin. Landrew, who was, again, groomed for the job, was too busy trying to be able to, again, uh, look for the next job. And, and then, of course, now you have Cantrell. Um, Cantrell, uh, with the latest uh, Justice Foundation poll, comes in uh, with, again, uh, the majority of the citizens, again, feeling, uh, 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 feeling that she's not doing a good job in terms of leadership, duh. Um, and people are frustrated about it now. Well, you know, the time to be frustrated was, 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 was Election Day. What 28% of the people in this town showed up to vote? I mean, the problem with New Orleans is is apathy. Okay, at the end of the day, you know, having a quality candidate that, that's willing to be able to stand up and 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 to be able to um, to be able to take on an incumbent, uh, you know, especially in the mayor's race. Okay, and 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 save this city from what we knew was going to happen. What did you think was going to happen? Okay. She didn't do anything in her first term. So, what do you think is going to happen in the second term when you're term limited uh, and, and there's, there's he's not running for anything else. She couldn't, she couldn't get elected dog catcher. Okay? So, and, and when, when you say what she's going to do next, well, she's probably trying to set herself up again for some think tank or, or, or some federal, you know, some job, some federal job or, or, or you know, within an administration or, again, something with the Democratic Party because she's not going to get reelected anything here. So what is it? It's one junket after another. It's one trip on the taxpayers' dime after another. And we had a very bloody weekend. Uh, and then of course where the old Abbeville housing development used to be, a guy looking out his window hears a shot uh, on Monday morning. He looks out his window. He sees a lady uh, again laying on, on on a curb, and he sees a guy walking down walking in the parking lot with an automatic weapon. Okay, I mean a, an assault rifle. And and. The the guy walks up to her, sees her, shoots her twice more, killing her. And, you know, here it is. It's it's New Orleans in a nutshell right now. Um, I mean, the violence is overwhelming. Uh, The crime is out of control. And we have a mayor that, again, first of all, she has no idea how to stop it. That's number one. Okay? It's out of her league. It's over her head. And, And now you're looking at a situation where, She's looking at this, this, this last term as, as a way to be able to again to, to get the most she can get out of the mayor's office for herself. And that, that, that means, again, all these trips uh, whining and dining herself. You know, I'd love Lee Zurich to do an investigation on the city credit card, okay, like he did again during the negative administration. I'd love to see that right now. Too many people see, again, uh, the mayor and her entourage out for, for, again, dinner and drinks, lunch and drinks, etc., and wondering, again, who at the end of the day is paying for that. Is that her campaign? That's her campaign. That's fine. That's her money. Is that is that the city paying for that? If it is, why? So I think, I think there needs to be some hard investigations to what's going on in city hall, especially with all these trips. And look, the governor's on a trip too. And I've said this before. There has to come a time in this state where we say no more, when we say no more of these political junkets, Okay, unless you can show true economic development out of it, and that means, again, that the company is moving here and it's, and it's domiciled, etc. Other than that, uh, everybody else is using Zoom these days. There's no reason to take these political junkets anymore. Okay, you can, you, can, you can have these meetings online, and ultimately, you're looking at a situation where it's just taking advantage of the people of this city, taking advantage of the people of the state. Uh, especially when you get into a second term with a politician where, again, they feel like they got to, they're not running for anything anymore. They can start taking these political junkets. Now, I hope, I hope this is one that, again, the, the, this will be the, a minimum one for the governor, but we've seen the mayor taking advantage of it over and over again, in her first term and now in the second term. Meanwhile, New Orleans, New Orleans is, is, is in the midst of, again, uh, some, of the most, some of the most horrendous violence we've ever seen. And, of course, her answer is, well, it's not the 1990s. No, it's not. But even in the 90s, we had more police. And that's the issue right now. We don't have enough cops on the street. And yet yet we got a persona non grata mayor as well. So hopefully this is going to change, ladies and gentlemen. I just don't see how. If you didn't, if you weren't motivated enough to go to the polls to vote her out, to make sure she wouldn't get a second term, how motivated can you be to be able to to, to again exercise your right as a voter uh, to have her ousted? Okay? It's just not going to happen. It, it, it's too hard to recall in a public official in Louisiana as it is. So if you can get the motivation to go vote the first time around, there's three more years of this, and it's frustrating. It really is. Switzerland, making up Ascona, making up a sister city. Made it up. Made it up. Well, let's find a sister city. Where can we go? Let's go to Switzerland. What? Huh? Come on. It's, it's not even laughable. It's sad. It really is. All right, let's head to the guest line. i got to get off this subject because it gets me too frustrated uh, with, 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 again, the, the direction of our city. Let's talk to Mike Scarborough. The direction of the LSU Tigers is talking, is going straight up. And if you need to know everything you need to know about what's happening with the, with the LSU. Tigers, you got to go to Tiger Bait. Again, Mike has a- expanded Tiger Bait to, again, uh, one of the most modern websites out there for any, any uh, fan that's a-, a fan of a university. Tiger Bait leading the way. And Mike joins us on the program now. Mike, how are you? Doing good. Thanks for the kind words. Uh, always true, Mike. Always true. And before we get started, tell the folks about it, how they can subscribe. And especially, again, you got your show coming up on YouTube. What is it, tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, LSU Tigers on Tiger Bait is our YouTube channel.
7: And, of course, TigerBait.com. We're, you know, we're – I mean, what are we? Probably, uh, what, uh, a little over a month, uh, five weeks to the start of fall camp. We don't have the exact dates yet, but it's usually the first week in August. And so, SEC Football Media Days will be here before you know it. And – (laughs) um. I'm ready for it. Uh, once baseball yep. season ends, it's it's uh, it gets kind of depressing because you've got this little lull before
0: before everything starts to happen. Sure, Mike, we got we got a caller jumped on real quick. Has a quick question for you, Charlie's up in Slidell. Charlie, you're on with the Mike Scarborough Tigerbate dot Yeah, how
1: y'all doing? Um, hey Charlie. Great.
7: I'm, I'm just wondering if you could tell me. I understand that LSU signed a big first baseman out of Oklahoma. I mean, out of North Carolina State. I'm wondering
0: what he, what their plans are for of Trey Morgan. Are you sure, you can play outfield, or what? Do you, what you think? Uh, well, Mike, did well, you get I, that? I barely heard Okay, okay. Uh, the the, uh, the 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 kid out of North Carolina State, um, uh, Tommy White, the national freshman of the year, yeah, 27 I, I, home runs last year. He's going to play first base uh, again. Uh, he, he wants to know what's going to happen. What's up with um, uh, the kid from Brother Martin, who was who's, who's yeah, starting I, there I, uh, this I, past year?
7: I think he stays at first base, and I think the D.H. Uh, kid will actually be more likely at third base.
0: Okay. All Charles, right, does so, that answer your question? Yeah. yeah, the, yeah kid
7: uh, North Carolina, the North Carolina State kid going to play third? Yeah, there's a good chance he'll play third base and not first. All but right. he'll, he might play first base some so they can put Morgan out in the outfield a little bit. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let him show he can play out there because I doubt it was home run hitter's in the majors at first base. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Thank no you. Down.
0: You got it, Charlie. Thank you. Thanks for the thanks for the question, which is where I'm going. What a busy week uh, Jay Johnson has had. Uh, again, Tommy White was mentioned. Uh, North Carolina State National Freshman of the Year, 27 home runs. This is a coup for uh, for Jay Johnson.
7: Yeah, everybody thought he would, the kid was going to end up at Florida State, um, and. You know, we've seen a lot of hand-wringing going on in football recruiting right now with uh, uh, some kids getting away from LSU, but they're not getting away in baseball. And um, there is some definite NIL money flying positively for LSU in the transfer portal.
0: That's great to hear. Jack Pineda, well, from Baylor, 300, 300 hitter, also in the fold. Christian Little, uh, the Vandy pitcher, throws 90-plus. He comes in. Uh, they got the Vandy shortstop today uh, to, to jump on board. So a lot of this, the genesis of it is NIL money. Well,
7: it's uh, a, a need. Uh, the LSU program, of course, being the LSU program, um, and certainly NIL money. Um, uh I think it's pretty accurate. I don't know if it's 100% accurate, but I had a source tell me over the weekend the amount of NIL money that's going towards
0: baseball players is exceeding football right now. Wow. That, that says a lot. That definitely says a lot. Wes Johnson, lead, this really got me. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I've ever seen this in, 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 my, in, in my life, much less, yet, much less my career, where a coach leaves a a, 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 a major league baseball team that's leading their division to be able to become a pitching coach at a college, Wes Johnson left for the Twins to become the LSU pitching coach. Talk a little bit about it. Yeah,
7: well, uh, evidently LSU made a run at him last year. Jay Johnson did, and he wasn't quite ready. But uh, Coach Johnson has ties to the SEC, having been at Mississippi State and Arkansas, and and like you said, then you then that's another case where you uh, you know you find out what the salary amounts are going to be for him. And I don't think what you can get either through a FOIA request or whatever else she's going to tell you, I don't mm-hmm. think that's the total, uh, the real total.
0: So um, $1.4 million over three years, uh, $1.14 million over three years, you think is, is not the total amount?
7: I, I think there could be a little bit more there beyond wow. that. Um. So, you know, through private means. And so there There is a real uh sense of urgency and um I mean you are talking about a guy I mean, it, aren't the twins in first place
0: oh yeah guy they're in first place the yes split. in the, yes, in the central, yes
7: <laughs> yeah, and he leaves them that just
0: doesn't happen
7: yeah so what, what what does that tell you about uh what do you think recruits uh how, how much of an eye opener is that for pitching prospects sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely,
0: and especially again with with the draft coming up, uh, and of course, so many of that of that top ranked um, class having an opportunity to to be able to move on. It's not just Jay Johnson. Kim Mulkey again got a, got a, got a coup this uh, the last this past week, right? Right.
7: Uh, but
0: Mikayla she got the Williams Gatorade Player of the in... Year out of Louisiana.
7: Yeah, Michaela Williams, who I've gone out and filmed some I've never done before. She's absolutely fantastic.
0: And I've talked to
7: several coaches in the area, longtime girls' basketball coaches um, who were coaching when Simone was a player, and they say Michaela Williams is further along at her age than Simone was. She is a a uh, once-in-every-15- or 20-year player uh, that this state produces. And so when you add her to what Mulkey is already doing, on the recruiting trail in the transfer portal. Um, do we start looking at the 23, 24 season is, you know, as to when you can start saying, Hey, that, that's uh, uh, you, you're, you you can legitimately start saying that's when she can make a run towards a national title uh, because yeah. she's that yeah. kind of player and they, you know, kids want to play for, her. Um, uh, I interviewed Michaela uh, Friday night. Uh, we did a live uh, interview uh, Friday evening. And um, she flat. Out, I, I, I asked her, and of course, I, I kind of, maybe I didn't phrase it right, but it was maybe a bit of an unfair question. But she made no bones about it. The only reason why LSU was her destination is because Kim Mulkey's the coach now. Um, had there been no changes a year ago, uh, LSU wouldn't even have been on her list.
0: Wow! Wow. Also, it looked like looks like the. Um... Uh, the signing, of, or at least the, the commitment of Arch Manning to Texas. Uh, a few Louisiana players have followed him there as well. One of them, again, Derek Williams, who was thought to be um, high on LSU's list.
7: Yeah, and but but Derek has also been a kid where he's made sporadic visits. Um, LSU lost Danny Lewis, his tight end teammate to Alabama, back in December. Of course, right. Everybody knows about the famous uh, dancing video with him and, and Brian Kelly. Um, and supposedly lost him for over twenty five grand, um, but yeah, it, it's Derek Williams is a safety that we've been writing about for two or three years and uh, a, a very strong one. And so you, that's where I was talking about earlier that, that right. You know, a lot of fans getting a little nervous because you lost Jacoby Matthews from Ponchatoula last year to A and M, the state's number one ranked safety, and now you're losing Derek Williams. The number one safety for the class at 23. But you still have Kylin Jackson out there from Zachary, who I think they're in great shape with. Uh, and they've also got several other safeties already committed in the class. So, um, look, we, we've seen LSU lose top players before. Um, but, look, when you start adding it up, you know, I'll say this. When you're getting paid $100 million a year, Nobody wants to hear any excuses so so uh, i mean i I'm sorry to to any l s u fan that's drank the kool-aid um I, I've gone a little few rounds with a few of my media friends earlier today um you you can talk about legit reasons why this or that happens and and usually there's some with each each guy on the list, but when you're getting paid a hundred million dollars nobody's nobody's gonna buy that and so Look, he better have he, he he better have a top ten class um, because let's say let's say you know the Vegas odds are seven and five. You go seven and five, and you don't have a top ten class. Um, you're gonna get, you're gonna have a lot of people very nervous going into the off season, and so Arch Manning to Texas, Eli Holstein and Zachary uh, to Alabama. Uh, Jaden Osbury, right. likely, I, I think that that's been trending. Notre Dame, Virgil um, uh, Osbury's son, the U-high linebacker, mm-hmm. Tackett Curtis, the linebacker at Manny, could be either USC, Ohio State, or, or Wisconsin. Um, so, and now you lose Derek Williams uh, to Texas. Um, the tight end from Newman this, to Texas. Is this NIL money?
0: Week. Is this all oh, about it's NIL? It's- uh,
7: It's NIL money. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And look, here's the other part of it. Um, You know, there's other kids in the state that NIL is going to be a big part of of where they end up. And so you just can't have the attitude like, well, if you don't understand that LSU is best for you and you should be willing to take less money or uh, we shouldn't have to fight for you uh, with – Well, then you're going to lose. You're going to lose. And you can, I've always said, I believe LSU can absorb some losses at the athlete position, like last year when they lost three wide receivers. Uh, Aaron Anderson from Carr was the one that I said, that's the one, you know, of the three receivers, that's the one that that hurts the most. But overall, because this state produces such good athletes every single year, you can usually get away with it. Um, I've always argued that even though Landon Collins went to Alabama, uh, uh, LSU didn't lose any more games or win any more games um, because he went to Alabama. I think they were, were where they were, and they had very good defensive backs during that same time period that Landon Collins was at Alabama. He, he That was not a, a detriment as to how LSU performed uh, each of those seasons. Um, but over time, it could start to take a bite out of you. Um, uh, so I, you can write off the two quarterbacks. One of them you weren't going to get because of some, right. some political stuff. Uh, Holstein and, and uh, uh, the families and uh, Eli was uh, supposed to go to STM, but he didn't because of Walker Howard. Transferred to Zachary um, to avoid Walker Howard. So you, the writing on that one was on the wall for two or three years. Um, you know, Arch Manning. Look, all those dads are friends. Uh, Cooper Manning, uh, uh, Ben Bordelon, uh, the, uh Jamie Howard—they're all friends. They've all been friends for thirty years, so you know they all know what who's doing what. Uh, Arch Manning wasn't going to go to LSU at Walker Howard being there either. So, um, so you can go one by one and say, you know, this is why. But if it comes down to like a Lance Hurd, an offensive tackle at Neville, um, I don't think anybody's going to want to hear any excuses on that one.
0: Well, the bottom line is, Mike. Again, um, the 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 laws have changed to be able to help LSU with NIL. We know that. Um, we had we knew that they were behind behind again Texas A and M and other schools in the, in the last recruiting class we felt like at least that there was going to be an opportunity now that they would, they would catch up. But according to what you're saying, there, there's still a gap there.
7: Yeah. I, you know, on one hand, let, let, let's say they had a pot as big as Texas or Texas A&M or, or uh, Miami out there spending $10 million on a quarterback. Um, no school or no coaching staff's ever going to say, we're just fine. Uh, we've got enough money that's never going to happen. You know, but are we going to find out after the fact if LSU's got a 13th or 14th ranked recruiting class when the dust settles on it, that they're way out of whack and nowhere near in the ballpark to compete with their peers? You know, I don't think we're going to know whether they're in the ballpark, just outside of it, where they need to be. I don't think we're going to know that until this recruiting class is in the books because this is the real first
0: year of the craziness. Gotcha. Gotcha. So when you look at those, some of those guys that are still on the fence, have not committed, um, at this point, LSU is 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 in a position now where not having enough NIL may hurt them in terms of, again, signing those recruits, in your opinion? Well,
7: I'll say this. If you – Whatever networks top ten you want to use for the state of Louisiana, I I think first of all I think there's multiple kids in there that are that their ranking is a little bit overinflated, and I also think there's some positions there where that it, if they don't sign with LSU, it doesn't hurt you, but you don't want to lose a Shelton Sampson at Kaplan Kai at wide receiver. I really like Kai Preen. The wide receiver at St. James, I think he's special. Um, he, he, he might even be a better receiver than Shelton Sampson, but Sampson gets all the ink. Lance Hurd, the Neville offensive tackle, he is the must-have in my mind. Um, uh, there's very few offensive linemen in the state of Louisiana for this year, and he is absolutely the best one. So if you've got a and, – and, and I'm just talking hypothetically – If you've got a limited NIL pool um, and you know what the positions of need are in the positions that are rare in the area, then you probably want to put put an extra emphasis on on that Mm -hmm. NIL budget for that offensive lineman at Neville.
0: Sure, sure, absolutely. Mike, we're out of time. As always, man, very, 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 very um, uh, educational in terms of, again, giving us insight into what's going on with the LSU program. Uh, Once again, tell us about your fantastic site, how folks can subscribe, and how they can follow you on social media.
7: That's it. Go to TigerBait.com. We've got it uh, all for you there, and uh, we're about to get super busy adding a whole lot of new features heading into football season. You can try us out for $1, and uh, I'm on our message boards day and night uh, interacting with LSU fans, and uh, we've got a great community building on our Tiger Den premium message board. So go to TigerBait.com, subscribe. We want to have you.
0: Thank you, Mike. Have a great 4th of July weekend. We'll talk next week. Thank you, Eric. Talk soon. Mike Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com, with us each and every week here on the program. All right, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. doesn't matter where you live. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, AC breaks down. Man, you need an air conditioning company that's going to come out there, going to fix it right the first time. Not cheat you, not gouge you, not come up with some uh, you know mystery piece of equipment that needs to be replaced. Uh, somebody give you peace of mind each and every time you know that truck pulls up to your home. That is Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Doesn't matter what type of system you have at your home or your business. They're authorized to service it. Nate certified technicians, 15 trucks in the field, 30 minute courtesy call. Burkhardt is the is is the company. It's ACPromise.com. Go with a company you can trust. It's Burkhardt, ACPromise.com. We'll be right back. We're Ricardo LeCamp of Channel 4 Sports.
1: Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food, Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. We taste it 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at nashfm1061.com. This
0: report is sponsored by KFC. The Jack Harlow meal from KFC is here. It comes with a spicy chicken sandwich, a side of mac and cheese, KFC secret recipe fries, ranch, and an ice cold lemonade. That's finger licking good. Order your Jack Harlow meal today on the KFC app. Prices and participation may
3: vary. Tax and substitutions extra. 10 westbound, your delays are heavy from City Park to the airport. In the meantime, delays are solid if you're traveling on 10 eastbound. From Williams to the airport and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. On the 610 on the westbound side, delays are solid from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. And on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. Look out for delays if you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City connection from just before Chapatoulas to the Camp Street exit. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brenner Traffic Center.
6: DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com.
0: Don't forget about my friends at Dave Miet Insurance, an independent insurance agency that can search over 50 companies to get you the best price for your auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial insurance needs. The service after the sale is impeccable. It's a trusted neighbor since 1958. It's Dave Miette Insurance serving the entire metropolitan area. East Bank, West Bank, North Shore and of course, they, they don't forget also about the River Parish region as well. Call, click, or come in today uh, 504-556-0809 or go to their website D-A-V-E-M-I-L-L-E-T-I-N-S agency.com. That's Dave Miette Insurance. You want to save, call Dave. That's 504 556 zero eight zero nine all right um i want to thank my scarborough for joining us for the program from tigerbait.com joining us now from channel four sports wwl tv is ricardo lecompe ricardo how are you my friend doing good eric how are you doing doing great thanks for your time today and um Wanted to get you on. Uh, I wanted, to first of all, great interview with, with, and I told you this video via text, with Ronald Curry a couple of weeks ago on 4th Down on 4. It was the first time that I had I had a chance to see, again, Ronald Curry doing an interview with one of the local media members. And I thought it was a thorough interview and, again, really insightful. And look, uh, I, I learned a lot from the interview. So, again, uh, congratulations. Great interview.
8: But I appreciate that, yes. Yeah. And, and, and it was, it was kind of one of those where I, I think like you as well, I was like, you know, I, w- I kind of want to hear from Ronald Curry. I mean, here's a guy who's now in a position where he's, uh, his, his duties on that coaching staff has changed now. He's a passing game coordinator, obviously, with, with Sean gone. You know, that, that, was one of the things I kind of wanted to know. Like, y- your responsibilities have now changed. You're, you're now in a different, you're in a different role here. Um, a lot more, uh, on his plate. And, it, it seems like, it, from my impression of talking to him, he he seems like he is he's ready for this challenge. He can he can grasp this challenge, and I think he is prepared um, to to be you know the, the guy that not only has to make sure that Jameis is is developing the right way and, and he can fit into uh, what he's doing. Um, you know, you you saw the success that Jameis had in that little small window of seven games last year, so. How does he expand on that? How does he kind of put his own little twist of what they want to do in terms of how this offense wants to look and their identity now that Sean has moved on? Um, and, and, and kind of getting from that, it, it seems like he does have a direction. He knows what kind of what he's got with Jameis and it'll be fascinating to see how all of that kind of plays out, kind of that works out with, you know, P. Carmichael now calling the plays, he being a part of what they're going to do and how they're going to attack offenses. And certainly, I think everybody's just excited to see a full arsenal of that offense with not only Jameis, but hopefully a healthy Mike Thomas and Jarvis Landry in the mix and hopefully also mixing in Alvin Kamara uh, not only in the running, but in the passing game. So, um, kind of catching up with Ronald Curry and kind of doing this for the first time. You know, I, it seems like he does have a sense. He, he, he knows what he wants to do with that offense. And I think he's excited for the opportunity to now be in a new role this season.
0: Well, the legend of Ronald Curry precedes him. He's one of the greatest high school players in the history of high school football. Uh, again, had a, had a pretty good uh, college career, wasn't a great pro quarterback, but, again, he's been in, the, in New Orleans for long enough, you know, under Breeze, under Peyton, et cetera, that I think there's a trust factor there and there's a respect, you know, based on, again, what he's accomplished in, in his career.
8: Yeah, and and it was, it was funny. Before the interview, I actually told him, um, you know, I remember when I was a kid watching him, uh, you know, as a college quarterback uh, at North Carolina and also playing basketball at the same time. And I was like, you were one of my best, like, dual sport yeah. athletes that I, I remember watching. And I was like, him and Julius Peppers, the two, I was like, man, you guys were like, in, you know, in that era around it, when you guys were Tar Heels, it, w- it was impressive. Um, yeah, and, and and there is a trust. And it, it, it's crazy that all these guys, Ronald, uh, Pete Carmichael, just, you know, even if you go to DA, just being on the staff, I think Overall, when you when you kind of look at well, now we're transitioning into a new period with, these, with the Saints and the same familiar names, the same familiar faces that we've seen over the years are gone. But these guys have been in the system. These guys have gone through the same uh, amount of uh, uh, trials and tribulations that these guys have, uh, uh, before them have gone through. They're, they, it almost seems like they're they're ready to prove that you know we can do it at the same level as well. We haven't had the opportunity, obviously, because you know we've loved our opportunity being. You know, behind the scenes, and kind of, you know, we're, we're the, the kind of the, the people behind kind of tinkering with everything while Sean and, and Drew before him are the ones that are, you know, getting the putting up the privilege of the numbers and being talked about. But these guys know exactly what they're doing. They've been in the system for a while, and it and now they're moved into the forefront. And now it's like, all right, here's your chance to kind of prove that, hey, we, we, we've been a part of the success the last four, five, six, ten years here as well. We've been behind the scenes, we've been doing it, but now, now that we're the face to this now, we can handle this. And I, I certainly think that all of these coaches, including Ronald Curry, are up to the challenge of, of being able to carry on uh, with this offense and, and keep up you know, with the same numbers, even though the faces have changed, still keep up with the mm-hmm. same production that, that this offense has had the last you know, decade.
0: Ricardo Lacomp, WWL Channel 4 Sports. You know, Ricardo, one of the things I got out of it again, it was one of the questions I would have asked again, you know, how, how is this offense going to be put together during the week? And, you know, Ronald told you it was going to be a collaborative effort. And and that was and that's interesting again because, you know, was it was it Sean that was the offensive genius? Was it Pete Carmichael that were doing these wrinkles every week? Was it was it Curry? And and it makes it sound like again that even when Peyton was here, all these guys had input, obviously with Peyton making the the, the final call. But there, there there will be a cooperative effort on this offense to be putting that game plan together each and every week.
8: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. I, I think despite you know Sean getting the attention for how this offense has been able to you know put up the numbers that it has, it has been a collaborative effort on that coaching staff. It has been. You know, Pete Carmichael. It has been Ronald Curry. It has been you know Joe Lamartine when he was here before. Prior to that, it's been all these different pieces that you know have gone through the system, been on the staff, um, you know, put in their dues, uh, warned, learned under Sean Payton of kind of how to run that system. And now here's a system that if the main guy is gone, it can still carry on past that. Um, and, and all these guys know what they're doing. And and that's the kind of the sense. Uh, even this off season, being out there for the OTAs and minicamp, and I know they're not in full pads going against the first team defense, but even just the concept or how they're carrying on with practice and what they're doing, it honestly looks the same. The, it, the, everything, their approach, all of it looks the same as looked the last five, six years when Drew was there in the building when Sean was running practices. It it really does like it doesn't look like anything much has changed. And you don't really expect that when you're losing a head coach. Uh, you're you're losing there are certain pieces that you would expect that it just would look different. It, it hasn't, honestly. To be to be fair, it hasn't looked different so far. I think now we just want to see it in a game situation when yes. we get to the fall what it looks like. But so far, it, it doesn't look like much has changed, and I think that approach still change uh, doesn't change either with the coaching staff. Where you know we all know what we're doing. Let's have a collaborative effort. We don't need you know the main guy. The main guy being the face of that. Let let's all kind of you know, figure this out, and they're doing that on offense, and they're also doing that on defense as well. I think this is, if you're really truly looking at a coaching staff, the Saints have that potential of of, of being the true definition of you know a coaching staff, not just one guy. It's everybody in a collaborative effort working toward one goal, which is ultimately winning.
0: And if they can be a, as prolific of an offense they've been on, under Peyton as they can be in this cooperative effort, that'll say a lot about again this coaching staff and the coaching tree that that again that uh, that Payton has left behind. Yeah, and and, and this is
8: now it, this is a chance to prove it. Now this is you know what what they can do, and and I, I have a feeling that you know I, I don't think many people are bullish outside of this, on the Saints outside of that building outside of Metro outside of probably this market are really bullish on the Saints going into the season. But I have a feeling, you know. Again, if Jameis is healthy, and he is, he is looking and he's progressing towards being that. Like he looked a little bit better at OTAs for the first time when we saw him going into mini camp. Going, all right. Like you've got a few more weeks. You look better than what we saw you three, four weeks ago. In training camp, in a month from now, I think we're gonna. He's gonna look a little bit more, like a little bit more active on that knee. And, And this is all before we get to the regular season. If he's healthy, again when I mentioned Mike Thomas coming back to the office, that was one thing that was missing uh, last year where they didn't have that outlet. And we knew about the production and the, or lack of production from the wide receiver core. If you get Mike Thomas back, that's going to be a huge gift for them. Adding another playmaker like Jarvis Landry, adding a rookie like Chris Olave, it'll be fascinating to see how they get in the mix with that. And again, Alvin Kamara, of course, the big question is how much time could he potentially miss with all his legal stuff that he's got in Vegas that happened in February with the Pro Bowl, if he isn't missing a significant amount of time, you add that to this offense, there is potential there where they can put up numbers or maybe even be better than what we've seen, you know, at the tail end of Drew Brees' career when he was running that offense. There is a lot of potential there where if it all clicks, you're going to be like, I think both fans will going be like, well, did, did we really need Sean Payton the last couple of years yeah, in that well, no. sense? Because we have <laughs> yeah. the weapons and we can do that. And certainly the potential is there now. They have to live up through that. And, again, you're throwing these coaches where they know what they're doing, but they're going to be facing live bullets and for the first time in a sense where Pete Carmichael is going to be the guy calling plays. You know, like we were talking about Ronald Curry. He's going to be in charge of making it week to week, what they're going to do in the passing game. Even though these responsibilities have changed, Ultimately, you have to be able to perform, you know, at that stage of being, all right, now you are the guy. We know you're, we're looking at you. Can you perform under that? But the potential is all there for this offense to be as prolific as we've seen, you know, when the the Peyton, the Peyton Breeze era, when we were at the highlight, the, high, the heyday of that. We could potentially see that because you see all the potential of all these pieces, it's just a matter of all of it coming together. And, and well, certainly they've here. got time for that to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are question marks at left tackle. I think that will sort itself out. Uh, obviously, Cesar Ruiz has got to, come, got to bounce back. He's got to have a much better year than he had did last year. Andres Pete's got to stay healthy. The, the big question is going to be what's going to happen with, with again, Alvin Kamara. The, how long will the suspension be? And what are the Saints doing to augment that? Because right now you've got three undrafted free agents, uh, no, four undrafted free agents, and, and Mark Ingram uh, in your backfield. Yeah, that's going to be
8: one of the the bigger question marks, especially, you know, when we're trying to project how much time Alvin Kamara is going to miss, and certainly you're looking at the depth back there, and you're like, all right, outside of, you know, Mark Ingram and aging are Mark Ingram, um, and, you know, you've got guys like Tony Jones Jr. back there. I know Devonta Zigbo was back in there, and then, you know, you have Dwayne Washington who you, you have seen on special teams, but can he... Shoulder the load more at the running back position. There's a lot of there's a lot of questions there where, you know, you you want to go, you wish that you were settled there depth wise, um, just so you have an assurance. Depending on how much Alvin, how much time Alvin's missing, and and that's been an, that's been an issue. And, and you were want, you were kind of guessing like when we were going through the draft with the Saints, like that was an area of need. Like, do we do we go after somebody that high? and draft mm-hmm. the running back which I personally thought they should have gone after that position because that was an area of need and um, you know they didn't really address it there but it's it, from from what their plan is and how you kind of see that they are they're they're going to ride Alvin and what they've got so far but certainly that position group is going to be one where you know they've got to figure out somewhere to address the depth issue there especially if you're going to have Alvin missing What we've seen, you know, the number that's floated out there right now, six Mm -hmm. games for a potential suspension. But at the other end, the Saints could be figuring, hey, there could be another, like, uh, Marshawn Lattimore uh, situation where we expected him to miss some time. And through the whole legal process and everything, he didn't miss any time last year. Maybe the same thing happens with Alvin Kamara, and if you have a healthy Alvin Kamara for 17 games, are you really going, man, we, we need running back up at that
0: point? No, but, but rolling, th- can so. you keep him for 17 games? Because he hasn't exactly. been healthy, you know, through exactly. a season. And the, the other thing is, again, there's a video of Kamara where, you know, the situation with, um, with, um, uh, with Lattimore was it was offseason. It was pleated down, never got in trouble for. Same thing we're looking at Kamara, but that was an NFL-sanctioned event. And I, I don't think he's going to escape without, a, without some type of suspension.
8: Yeah, and, and I'm I'm feeling that way now. I don't know if it goes to the extreme of six,
2: um,
8: and maybe maybe you look at it with with the, with the delay with the delays in the hearings for this a couple of times. Does that does that lead to something where they are working to plead something down and maybe lessen it from you know from where where the charges are currently?
2: Um, is that why
8: there's a delay there? Um, but the fact that this hasn't that is still kind of dragging on leads me to believe kind of like the same, and that's why I compare it to the Ladmore situation because remember. The Latimore situation, when his, his court stuff, was pushed back and pushed back and yes. pushed back and forth. Yes. Eventually, got pleaded down. Maybe that's the same situation with the Kamara, you know, the situation where if it's getting pleaded down and he's not going to be as facing as severe uh, penalties on the criminal side of that, does that bode well for the NFL uh, right. the, uh, personal conduct policy part of it? I still think, like you said, I, I still feel like there's going to be a game. There's going to be he's going to miss some games. I don't know if it's going to be the extreme of six it may be one or two. That's where I ultimately feel like it's going to be. But I, I think if, if there hasn't been any resolution to it as of now and we're still kind of dragging our feet to get to August, and if, if there's again, if that gets pushed back, then then that, that leads me to believe that we may end up in a Lattimore situation where he's mm-hmm. not facing as severe charges and he's not missing as much time on the field.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be pled. I think that they're trying to plead. I think it's going to be pushed mm-hmm. back again, probably again to maybe the middle of the season. I don't think he's going to face criminal charges. I do think he's going to have, a, again, a civil suit against him. He's going to have to keep the ante up. There's no doubt about that. The question is, what is the NFL going to do? And hopefully they won't come down on him hard because there's just there's just a, such a big gap between him and everybody else in, the, in, that, in that running back room. And, and then, look, they need him on this offense. I mean, again, uh, with, the, with the addition to the wide receiver group, it's fantastic. We still don't know what Mike Thomas is, but this is a guy that helps you uh, in, in the passing game, the running game, and also is a great decoy as well uh, for this offense.
8: Yeah, and I agree with that. And that's one thing I've kind of, I want to see what how
0: this develops as we get into training
8: camp and get into the regular season. I want to see that, pat, that relationship between Jameis Winston and Alvin Kamara in the passing game. And I think that's, one element that was really lacking um, last year altogether. Mm-hmm. And, and and you kind of started seeing that relationship start building when you think back to the Seattle game, where you yes. can see him you know, starting to kind of work something, and then we get to the Tampa Bay game, and then and then uh, Jameis is out for the year. Um, and then when you have the quarterbacks rotating in there, it's kind of hard to really get a, a good establishment of getting that running back, because he is, again, he is so great as a decoy in the passing game, but he is also a really good Receiver and you've seen the numbers the last couple of years, or you know especially last season where Alvin Kamara is in the passing game is, is producing more than wide receivers uh, that you've had at, at the uh, you yeah. know your number one number two number three wide receiver. I mean he is so he's such an integral part in that passing game. Um, I, I want to see how that relationship builds because that's going to help uh, Jameis even more and take that next step. If we're watching how he's going to you know develop and be this this quarterback that he potentially can be, Alvin Kamara and using, utilizing him in the passing game is going to put him leaps and bounds better than where he, where he has, just simply because he's so good in the passing game. So that's one relationship I want to see mm-hmm. continue to build and see how much the Saints really put an emphasis on getting Jameis and Alvin on the same page in the passing game.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Always appreciate you joining us on the program. Tell the folks about what you guys have coming up on Channel 4 Sports, and how folks can follow you on social media.
8: Yeah, uh, Twitter is Arlacomp uh, TV. Facebook, I've also got Ricardo Lacomp TV as well, and uh, it, we're in that kind of down season right now—the little break in between yep. the end of Saints Mini camp until the start of training camp. But we've got a lot of good stuff. Um, I know we're going to be paying attention close, closely to the Pelicans. I know they're they're really on everybody's kind of the forefront of everybody's mind just because of the success they had, you know, coming mm-hmm. out of the season. We've got three new rookies. We've got uh, summer league stuff that's coming up, and. Uh, we'll be catching up with the Pelicans uh, at the end of the week, so we will have some some stuff from there, some good stuff, kind of get you ready for. I know it's a it's a long you know a long time until we've got basketball season starting, but I, I I'm encouraged for it just because I'd like to see the city more than just a St. city. If you can get yeah. a Saint Pelican city, like it is outstanding, it's fantastic. I love it when the NBA is good here, so um, that's kind of what we've got in between. And of course, we've got training camp next month and. Once that once that gets here, we're full-blown, and, and you know all the coverage and all the stuff yep. that we're going to be doing with the Saints. So, uh,
0: yeah, so right now we've kind of got that little downtime,
8: but, but plenty to talk about.
0: There you go. Ricardo, thanks so much for your time. Look forward to having you back on the show real soon.
8: All right, Eric. Appreciate it.
0: There you go, Ricardo Lecombe does a great job for Channel 4. All right, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, AC goes down. Just remember, acpromise.com. Burkhardt will be out there to get you up and running. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Del the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication, and the TikTok Cafe, have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, right, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Cosmate I-10 in meta.
6: It's getting hot out there, but Untuckit has you covered with the coolest shirts made to beat the heat. From sweat-wicking performance button-downs to wrinkle-free polos that resist pesky creases, Untuckit shirts are designed to be worn untucked, so they keep you looking sharp and feeling comfortable when the heat is on. Headed to the beach or a barbecue, Untuckit shirts are the perfect choice. This summer, keep your cool in Untuckit shirts designed to be worn untucked. Use code SUNSHINE for 20% off your first purchase at Untuckit.com or at over 80 stores.
1: Where did I put
4: that? Pete's property manager just took an extended vacation. Is he, he needs a replacement before this becomes a cruel summer. Oh,
1: you wanted the lakefront for the 17th. How did this get double booked already?
4: Indeed can help him hire great people fast.
1: I need Indeed.
4: Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits by conducting interviews on Indeed. Visit indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. What
8: will put you and your love on Cloud 9 this June? It's Diamonds Direct's most amazing offer this year. Right now, for a limited time on any purchase, get the best price, pay nothing down, and get five years zero interest financing. If you've been swooning over that $5,000 designer ring, right now it's only $85 a month. $3,000 diamond studs, just $50 a month, and they're yours. Don't miss this special limited time financing
1: event exclusively at Diamonds Direct. Get details and more at DiamondsDirect.com on approved credit.
0: Right, I want to thank our guests, um, Mike Scarborough, Fletcher Mackle, Ross Jackson, and also Ricardo LeCamp. want to thank Rudy back at studio. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to our, our sponsors sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slideshow to sponsor. sponsor our show. Please continue to support those great sponsors. Click on the icon, take it right to that sponsor. And as always, thank you for support, supporting the sponsor. And thank you for listening to the show as well. Thanks to those sponsors for supporting our program. Uh, that's it for me. Jude Young is up next. I'm Eric Asher. Have a great great evening from the Dog Kit to the Governor. That includes the mayor. They all got to go.
6: Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBoe.